But it's like, you know, digging a hole with one hand and filling it back up with the other. Or why am I doing this to myself? It's so frustrating. I am the New York Times bestselling and award-winning author of the Kick-Ass, <laughs> <laughs> Vanessa Michael Monroe thrillers, and this is the Taylor Stevens Show with Steve Campbell, and we are, sorry, we're already a little giddy, I don't know, I think we spiked our water or something, um, but today I wanted to talk about beliefs, and um, I, I'm going to try real hard uh to make sure that everybody knows that there's nothing political or religious or anything in this topic because we seem to live in a hair trigger um, environment these days where anything can be spun any which way. But I'm not talking about those kinds of beliefs. I'm talking about beliefs that, um, that we don't even know that we believe. And I'm not even talking about biases. That's a whole other subject of beliefs that we don't know about. And I got to thinking about this because um, the other day, well, it wasn't the other day. It was about a month or so ago. I was getting close to wrapping up the end of a very, very, very difficult first draft. And I could feel myself procrastinating that I didn't want to finish it, which was really bizarre because I was so late on this thing. I had eaten up way more time than I already had. I needed to be done with it three months ago. And yet I'm dragging. I'm finding ways to delay getting to the end. And it was obvious enough that I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on? And this is something that I've had to deal with uh, for years in that I have, like everybody else, a lot of subconscious beliefs that that can become very self-sabotaging. And and I, I hate it when a new one comes up that I wasn't aware of. Because once you're aware of them, you can face them down, figure out what the source is, and just get rid of it. But some of them keep coming back over and over again. And the reason why I hate it is because I struggle so hard to do all the right things, and yet at the same time, I'm making it difficult for myself with my subconscious beliefs. So whatever I'm trying to achieve, my subconscious is saying, no, 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 you can't have that. No, 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 you don't want that. And the subconscious will always, always overrule your conscious mind. It's just the way it is. So um, I never really did figure out what it was that was driving that. But it I'm at least aware that I'm doing it. And it was, it's some, something down deep in my psyche that doesn't believe that I should have success, I guess, doesn't believe that I should, um, should win or that I get what I want. Um, it's taken me a long time. I found, I've, I've found many, many different words for it over the years to try and dig down what it is. And I know where it all comes from in the sense that I grew up, um, you know, in, in, in an environment that was abject poverty, but they put us kids out on the streets to beg for money to support the, the communes, and we were always behind in money. So 
out there as a kid, I had no control over those circumstances, but as a kid, I still felt that weight and that burden of financially supporting the, the home. And I could never make enough money to do it. We were always behind. And I shouldn't have carried that burden, but I did. And um, so there's a lot of belief, a negative belief, negative self-belief that's tacked onto that since then. And I've spent years trying to sort it all out. And so that brings me to the topic of belief, of, of understanding what drives your decisions and your choices. So about, I guess it was about a year or two ago, I discovered this little book by an author named Hiram W. Smith, who, it was called The Power of Perception. And he writes about um, why, we, it, it's, it's hard to explain, but it's about how the way we view the world, our beliefs cause us to react in a certain way. And it's, and, and those ways can either be damaging or they can be good, but it's always because we're trying to fulfill a need, whether it's for love or acceptance or um, success or whatever it is. And it's a really, really good book. I actually recommend it. It's very short. You can read it in like an hour. And it's, it's actually just a transcript from a speech. So it's like normally you'd read a book and, and it's kind of laid out in a real... Uh, I don't know, a logical way, whereas this, you're, you're just reading a speech. And so it, it reads a little differently than most books would. But he, he does a really, really good job of, of explaining how to see whether your beliefs, there's, he's, there's no good beliefs or bad beliefs. It's just, is it getting you what you want? Is it making you happy? Is your, is your belief working for you? But unless you know that you have that belief, you can't you can't even, you're, you're reacting without even knowing why you do what you do. And I could see myself doing that uh, those few weeks ago when I was self-sabotaging. I was, I was procrastinating for no other reason than to not finish that book. And I still don't know why, and I still want to, to, to figure it out. But I know that I'm not the only one who goes through this. And I know that a lot of people don't, aren't even aware sometimes of how they have these deep beliefs deep down that affect them in such a way that they aren't able to rise to the challenges they've set themselves, or they are locked in fear and, and prevent themselves from fulfilling lifelong dreams. Or maybe they have um, a way of interacting with people that has been very painful to them throughout the years and has caused them to withdraw. Or maybe they, you know, self-medicate and, and drink to excess or drug to excess because it, it helps to counter something that they're feeling. All these things are driven by what we believe. So, and often it's things that we believe that we don't even know that we're believing. So because this happened to me the other day and because it's something that I've struggled with throughout the years, I just thought, you know, I've always been really honest with my listeners and my readers about the struggles that I've gone through in overcoming, and this is something I've never really talked about before, so I thought this is something that I would just, I would, I'd raise it, and I, and, I would, and I would talk about it, and I'm not any expert, I'm not, you know, one of those people that can help you sort out your life. But I just know that these are things, becoming self-aware in that sense has really helped me a lot. And it's going to be, it's going to take the rest of my life to, 
to do it and keep doing it. It's not a one and done thing. But I thought I'd just put that out there for my listeners and my readers to know that this is something that I deal with. And if it's something that you're not aware aware of already, or it's something that you're dealing with too, well, hey, we're all kind of in the same boat together. (laughs) And how long does it typically take you to recognize this is happening? How long do you flounder? Um, Sometimes a long time. Sometimes a really long time. And sometimes it surfaces through fear and I get really emotional about something and I don't know why. And those ones are the easiest to recognize because when you start acting in a a manner that's kind of a little bit more extreme than what somebody would expect for the situation, that's like a real obvious manifestation that's uncomfortable because now people are looking at you like you're a weirdo. So those ones are really easy to ferret out. (laughs) But the ones that are subtle are the ones that Um, maybe drive your world viewpoint or um, like the one that was happening to me. I was probably doing this to myself for a good month before I picked up on it uh, because it's just so subtle. And um, I'm I'm guessing there's probably stuff that I've done and I'm continuing to do that I'm not even aware of. And I don't know if I'll ever pick up on it. But by being by knowing that it can be an issue, it makes it easier to spot it and know that you're doing it. So what happened with the book? Well, I finished with it. With the draft. Okay. All right. I so finished you did... it because even though I couldn't figure out why I was procrastinating, I became aware that I was procrastinating. And I was like, oh, hell no. <laughs> you know, now that I know what I'm doing, I'm aware of it. I'm not going to let myself get away with that. And I, I don't know what the root cause was. And um, I have a lot of, uh, like, I am so conditioned to failure and so conditioned to um, bad things happening to me, that when something good happens to me, I automatically reject it. And so I know that's where a lot of my self-sabotage comes from. And that's what makes me really angry at myself because, you know, life is still a struggle for me in many ways. And I'm not at a place where I can just rest on my laurels or, you know, take a vacation and, and not worry about, you know, still paying the bills and stuff. And so it frustrates me because I do work so hard to do all the right things, but it's like, you know, digging a hole with one hand and filling it back up with the other. Well, why am I doing this to myself? It's so frustrating. But I think this is probably something that I'm going to going to um, have to deal with for the rest of my life, just because of so many things that have happened to me in the past that to rewire that that form of belief, that that way of thinking is is incredibly difficult, but I'm aware of it. I think it's interesting that, A, A, that you're aware of it, and B, that you're aware of the fact that lots of people go through this. Because when we're deep in the soup, um, it's hard to look externally and recognize that most people go through times like this, and most people have limiting beliefs, and most people self-sabotage. The percentage of people that don't has got to be pretty small, but it takes a a certain amount of self-awareness to be able to look outside yourself rather than inward when this stuff's going on. Thanks. Um, I just, I don't really see myself as any special snowflake. So I just imagine that, you know, I'm human and everybody else is human. So we probably all go through a lot of the same stuff. And one of the things that we all go through, uh, well, I I can't speak for everyone. I'll, I'll speak only for myself and you can reply if you want. I know when things are not going well for me, I tend to get quiet. I tend to 
want to spend more time by myself. I want to obsess about the problem and obsess about coming up with a solution or a reason that the problem is happening. Um, I'm assuming that none of this happens to you. Oh, I'm, I'm quite the same way that you are in that. Like my friends all know that when I disappear, things are not good because I don't, I don't like to talk about it at that point. And it, which is shocking. I know because I like to talk about so much stuff, but when I'm hurting and I'm suffering, all I want to do is I want to hear from other people. How are you doing? What's going on in your life? I want them to talk to me because I don't want to talk about myself and what's going on. I don't want to be asked about it. None of that. But I, I also know that other people deal with that type of stuff in, um, in exactly the opposite way. Some people will be very, very public about it. And that's how they, um, you know, they need that feedback from others in order to, to deal. And others will go and drink themselves under a table or, um, you know, party to not feel. Or, you know, we all have our ways of, of dealing with stuff like that. And I don't think we could say there's one right, right way or one wrong way. But one thing I, I would always encourage people to do, in addition to being aware that your beliefs might be driving you to some destructive behavior that you didn't even know was destructive, is to be mindful that everybody hurts. Everybody, even people who seem to have it all, still have their own pain, and we're all human. And don't, don't spread the misery by being other people's pain. Like, I, I feel like if we could all just take the Hippocratic Oath and live with the philosophy of first do no harm, that the world would be such a better place. But now I'm just like totally veering off topic here. Well, now I feel really bad that I applied all that pressure to you last week to come up with a call to action. And I feel like I've set, set you down this path of uh, questioning questioning everything about yourself. So I'm going to come up with the call to action this week. And it's, it's based on something you said. I think okay. if, if anything that, that you're saying resonates with listeners out there, um, and it's resonating with me, I, I think a great call to action would be to pick up a copy of that little one-hour read book, The Power of Perception. Yeah. I mean, that would, if you feel it would be beneficial to you, not if you feel it would be beneficial to someone else in your life. That's not how this works. <laughs> um, if you feel it would be beneficial to you, yeah, I'll read it. Um, you know, and, and here's another thing, too, is um, the the man, Hiram W. Smith, um, I, I've, I've recommended this book to others over time, and I've had people come back with, at me with, well, he was a Mormon who had a, you know, failings in his religion or whatever, and I can't listen to anything that he had to say or something along those lines. I don't know. I don't know what the story was. I don't care. This mm -hmm. book helped me. And um, I think that is a big problem that we have in our current world where um, we only allow ourselves, like if somebody does or says one thing that is not politically correct or that we don't agree with, we take, or they make, made a mistake or I don't know, got arrested or whatever, then everything else they ever did or said in their life becomes immediately worthless. And I just don't, I don't abide by that. I feel like if somebody has something valuable to offer me 
and that can help make my life better. The rest of it is neither here nor there. I can agree with one thing without supporting every single thing a person has ever done in their lives. So all of that to say, it's a good book. And a really good call to action. On the person who wrote it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> All right. So next week, and and this is, you express like this occasionally to your email list, which is sort of fun. I it, it it's interesting all of the different things you talk about in the email list, and it's it's fun covering a lot of different topics on this show. I mean, this we're a little bit off our normal thing here, but I, I hope this has, has been interesting to people. It certainly has been interesting to me. Next week's show, we actually mentioned a few weeks ago, uh, something came up, what well, actually came from a book recommendation from Bruce, Creating Unforgettable Characters. That's going to be the topic of next week's show. So we're going to get back to talking about writing stuff next week. So... Yeah, see, you guys never know what you're going to get when you listen to my podcast, which I'm keeping you on your toes. But you know next week, so uh, you're not, you don't have to be on your toes this week. After that, we're never giving another preview. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. <laughs> Bye. Bye.